Okay, podcast. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 18th day of May. The NBA playoffs, the play, uh, the play-in games have already started, everybody, uh, with Indiana getting the win. I want to say, was it Boston and Washington playing right now? So, uh you're going to have those pl- uh, teams play the 7 and 8 seed. And, of course, the 9 and 10 seed, the loser in that playing game will go home. The loser in the 7-8 seed, the 7 uh, plays on. And then uh, the 8 will um, play the winner, the 9-10. And, of course, that person will get the 8, remain the 8, or... They will be um, they'll be done as well. I kind of like that setup. It's really cool. I'll get into that breakdown of who I've got in the uh, finals and everything, everybody. And also, PFL come out with, with ratings of uh, the three quarterbacks that eligible for contract extension this year. Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield. And uh, Josh Allen, there's a little bit of news on uh, Aaron Rodgers, the great Ron Wolf, former general manager. Packers said something about that. Uh, Bob Baffert suspended everybody uh, from the New York Racing Association. Uh, There's some more issues with that I'll get into, the famous trainer. Uh, Let's see, what else do we have? It looks like Tyson Fury... And Anthony Joseph fight will be called off, which I don't know. I kind of agree with that. I like to see him go ahead and finish up that Deontay Wilder, uh, that that fight between with Wilder, and and go ahead and fight Joseph after that. That being said, I would love to have seen that August fight. But first, okay. So after the game, we're getting towards the end of the season, and Kyrie Irving says this at the. This is not like a TMZ thing where he's walking through the airport or anything like that. This is at a press conference after the last regular season game. Listen up, and I'll tell you what I think about this. This is a really much deeper problem. He says, I'm not going to lie to you guys. He tells the reporters this. A lot of the stuff going on in the world in basketball is just not most. It's just not the most important thing to me right now. There's a lot of things going on overseas, all people. Uh, all of our people are still in bondage across the world. There's a lot of dehumanization going on. So I apologize. I'm not going to be focused on all all y'all's questions. It's just too much going on in the world for me to be talking about basketball. I just want to focus on on this most of the time, 24-7, but it's just too much going on in the world to address. And he says, it's just sad to see all the bleep with the S word going on. It's just not Palestine or Israel. It's all across the world. Now, he said that, and I listened to a New York show out of New York City, and this Jewish guy said that was a shot at Israel. And that that is the that is the can of worms that you open up when you uh, have this free ring from 20s and 30-something-year-olds uh, in a billion-dollar organization to go up and free reign and say something. When you start opening up that rabbit hole, so this is my this is the when I heard when I saw this Sunday morning, everybody, 
I thought about the wedding singer. Uh, there was a scene where uh, the Adam Sandler character, his wife, uh, fiance, walked out and broke up with him uh, just before they got married. Very funny movie. My favorite Adam Sandler movie. And uh, his friend gasses him up to go sing at another wedding. He's still very depressed, mostly distraught. And he starts talking about his personal life when he's supposed to be singing. And I love what the dad said uh, to him. And so I went on and took that. Listen to this. This is from the wedding singer, Pickles. So right away, Scott, you got to be pretty psyched, right? Hey, buddy, I'm not paying you to hear your thoughts on life. I'm paying you to sing. <laughs> I'm not paying you to hear your thoughts on life. I'm paying you to sing. And that that just, you know what? It's, and this is a bigger problem in the NBA. And I told friends and family this, that I would try to get away from these complicated issues. But like Al Pacino said in The Godfather, it pulls me back in. And I'm about to be authentic about this stuff, okay? So, this story came out on May the 11th. Now, remember, uh, Kyrie Irving, after the George Floyd stuff, said he didn't want to come back and play in the bubble. He wanted to uh, uh, the, the, the NBA to take, take the rest of the season off. Then he said he wanted to start a league. And... Then there was a story out, and this is multiple sites, not just people that don't like the NBA. Athletic reported on this story. According to the Sports Business Journal, this came out on May the 11th, okay? That was last week, that the NBA games broadcast on ESPN, ABC, and TV, TNT averaged 1.4 million viewers. That is down 13%. 13 percent from an all-time low an all-time low in the finals last year of four million four the rating was a four and i criticize baseball because it's been hemorrhaging viewers but the world series was 5.2 why do i emphasize on that because Last year, I thought the end, I thought the fact that it was in a bubble, we had the pandemic, no fans, competing with football. I gave NBA a major, major pass here, you know. And Kyrie Irvin, which with, with with those comments like that, is why those ratings are down. Uh, that load management. You know, and, and, and that, that nonchalant attitude, this guy, it, it's just his lack of effort on defense. It's his, uh, that quit he did in the when he played for uh, Boston. He practically quit on Boston in that Milwaukee series a few years ago. Uh, with this semi-anti-Semitic comment, was saying it without saying it. You know, the ratings are hemorrhaging still. I can't believe this. And guys, I'm excited about the NBA. I'm going to talk about finals predictions and everything. But there's a reason why Adam Silver 
Pickles, um, has done what he has done quietly this year in the NBA. When they started bringing all those social justice messages on the court, he said, get rid of all that. Even his friends who agree with him, uh, they said, man, you, we're here to watch the game. We're here, we're paying you to play the game. You know, anything you do outside of that arena, that's your business. But when we're here to ask you about a foot basketball game, we want to hear about the basketball game because we come here to get our mind off that stuff. You can find that anywhere. But Adam Silver has quietly they did away with all those messages. Uh, Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban, uh, he didn't want to see half the team sitting down and half the team kneeling, half the team standing. So he stopped doing the national anthem. And then Adam Silver said about a month and a half ago, no, you got to do that national anthem. You know, between this and like I said, I told my dad and my sister, I didn't want to bring up this stuff, but it's so big. It would be irresponsible for me not to talk about this sort of thing. That stunt that LeBron pulled about putting that picture of that cop, about putting that picture of that cop who saved that girl's life uh, when nobody else has seen what that cop looked like in Cincinnati. Another girl, a teenage girl, was trying to stab another one. And and he put that picture after the George Floyd thing up, a picture of that cop in, in, in uh, Cleveland, Ohio, uh, uh the one that, that that shot the the girl because she was trying to stab, and she and they blur, showed it in slow motion with a steak knife. Another girl, it would have killed her. Uh, you say, well, they're fifteen years old. That guy overreacted. No, there was a girl in Cincinnati the day before that that did kill her. Okay, between the stuff that LeBron's saying and and the nonchalant comments like this is why they're in. Five alarm fired mode. The 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 uh, at the NBA and Adam Silver. That's why he mandatory the uh, the national anthem back again. They got all that social messaging off the the courts. You see, and you compile that with the nonchalant attitude of Kyrie Irving. And what it really annoys me about Irving. And all that, that, accepting that attitude is what I'm getting at. Accepting that uh, that nonchalantness. You get guys like Patrick Bailey, John Starks, who break their back just to sniff an NBA game. Work undrafted free agents. And this guy make that kind of comment, like, this is not that important to me. You know, poo-hoo this, and let me get on my soapbox and lecture you people. You know something I was thinking about this Sunday, Pickles? I want to say, you know what? If you're real, or if you're a real humanitarian, and I looked this up, according to Yahoo Sports, China, uh, by the way, Beijing, the Beijing Olympics coming up in 2020, uh, there's Britain and, and Austria are already saying, we're not going to, the, uh, but due to human rights violations, we're not participating in the Beijing Olympics. That's a big deal. Australia and Britain and the United States is being pressured in not to doing so, you know? Yeah, you're right. You're right, Carlos. And my uh, so so th that 
that unpatriotic, that unappreciative stuff, you know. But eventually, that that's why. Now, they shut up and dribble for them. They shut up and dribble for China. But if he was real, if he was authentic, if LeBron James was authentic, he wouldn't just talk about the police shooting unarmed black people or whatever, African-Americans. He would talk about uh, inner city gun violence, uh, little kids getting shot in drive throughs He would talk about the uh, Muslims being put in concentration camps in China. They're called Uyghurs. Look it up. That's what they're called, okay? So you got to be authentic. See, the people like me that are educated on this and a heck of a lot more educated than they are, you got to say, okay, I'm not taking any more money from China. I'm not taking my 20%. I know our 20% of our revenue, 80% comes from everywhere else. A lot of that comes from the United States, which you're losing. You're down 13%. You're down 13% from all-time record low ratings last year in the playoffs. And you're down that. Secretly, Adam, they got a new CBA pickles coming up uh, in 2023. And if I'm Adam Silver and I'm on I'm these owners, I'm gonna tell them right now. Uh it, before we do another TV deal with with uh, ABC and ESPN, I'm gonna tell you right now. Don't ask these players about non-basketball worldly questions in this arena. That would be the one thing I would say. And for another thing, do not take our players and do all these political things outside of basketball. It's hurting our product. We care for about human rights just like you do. But if we're going to take money from China and the whole, the, the rest of the planet knows what China's doing to people, we know we're paying these uh, people in sweatshops to make your shoes for 20 cents an hour. Okay? And you're not talking about inter- It's saying there's a racial undertone in this league that it's got to be discussed. You know? And... And so what you do is you don't open up any of those words. If you're a good bit, if you're a good David Stern type, you don't say it. You say we don't get a, we don't want to involved in none of that stuff. We don't want to get involved in any of that stuff because when you do open that can of worms, you got stuff like Air, uh, Kyrie Irving and LeBron James, and then they, and then that, that all saturates and covers up the New York Knicks being uh, back into the playoffs. Uh, uh, coach of the year, the parody in the East and West. All that good news gets covered up. It is a business. And, and it is a business at the end of the day. You know? And you cannot spit in the face of your consumer time and time and time and time again and, and expect them to just sit there and say, I've always loved the NBA. I think I'm going to take me another. People don't want to turn it off. I was very close to never talking about the NBA. I forgave the NBA. I forgave some of the offensive things that, that is being said, you know, in the NBA. But when you see comments like that and you see what LeBron has done, it just it, it really, really bit. Chinese only has now this is a big lot of money pickles. 10 to 20 cent are overall revenues a lot, but 80 
uh, a lot of that 80% comes from Europe, who is told, Britain says, we are not going to the Beijing Olympics. We are boycotting the Beijing Olympics. Human rights violations. We don't know how much of this uh, virus that has shut down the whole world in China. We don't know how much that they uh, uh, of guiltiness uh, has been involved in that. So if I'm Adam Silver, I'm going to have a man-to-man and man-to-woman conversation with all the owners. And I'll say what? I'll say if these if these young guys who are 20s and 30-something don't have a clue what they're talking about, this because you can play a dribble of basketball don't mean you understand the history of the world and the history of totalitarian governments, okay, that you pony up for all the time. But we got to cut them off. They're being aggressive with Hong Kong. With the stuff of Daryl Morey, uh, we don't know about this virus that we're just now getting over and stopping the whole world for. And then we're, they're putting in people of Muslim faith in concentration camps in 2020, 2021. And you want to pony up for these people? We got to cut them off. And I tell ESPN, I say, no more social justice warrior stuff, you know. So, uh, sorry to get off on a tangent, but I felt like I just had to say that, folks. Uh, again, I am excited about the plan. I think they can rebound. I think that Adam Silver, Pickles, this this image, when I read that article this morning, or yesterday when I was doing research for this, this is an image of the oil spill in the Gulf of Mexico about 10 years ago with uh, British petroleum with that oil shooting up at a rapid pace into that ocean. That's what the NBA's credibility and ratings are doing right now. They're going right down the drain. Now, like I said, uh, he, he needs to have that conversation uh, with these guys. And if you want to you do a lockout, we'll do a lockout, okay? Uh, people who buy your products, watch your commercials, we are the consumer, Stop insulting us if you want. If you want to get in the lane of politicization and social uh, justice warriorism, be consistent instead of painting broad brushes and and uh, uh, you know ponying up. Be authentic or stay out of it all around. You know he should be fine for that. Saying he don't want to answer a question because what's going on in the world, and some are seeing that, like I said, as an anti-Semitic, a shot at Israel. Has no, Israel has nothing to do with the NBA playoffs. It's not saying that the public don't care. It's just saying that the public wants to go to that to keep their mind off that stuff, okay? All right? So, all right. Woo! Man, that's just... I had to get that off my chest, everybody. Um, let's see. Should I stay in the NFL? You know what? Since we got the playoffs coming, uh, the odds are out to win the championship, Carlos. The Nets are rated... Uh, favorites plus 225, and the least are uh, Dallas Mavericks at plus 4,000. Now, I'll tell you this. I think that that it is a good storyline with, uh, with Tom Thibodeau. I think Tom Thibodeau, uh, I know you're not a big, okay, the Knicks will win if Tibbs plays all his players and keeps Randall Bros Barrett in at 30 minutes. I do think that they're going to beat Atlanta, okay, Thank you, Pickles. Thank you. It's, it's entertainment, not a other BS. That's true. So now 
as far as the you know my thoughts on everything, I do think that the NBA on the court wise is in a good shape. It's in very good shape, and I think Tom Thibodeau should win Coach of the Year. I think they should beat Atlanta in, say, five or six games. My guess is they'll beat them in five. But there was a um, report today that Monty Williams will be win Coach of the Year, according to, I think that is a, uh, a, a survey, a coach survey, over Tom Thibodeau. But I don't think this is the AP Coach of the Year. So uh, Monty Williams is doing a really good job with Phoenix. Uh, but I do think that, that Thibodeau should win. Uh, Phoenix, he's coached Phoenix for two years. What's the biggest difference between last year and this year? Phoenix was below 500 last year by four games. He was still their coach. You know who they got this year? A guy named Chris Paul who should probably win the MVP, okay? Uh, you know, they went from... The Suns went from uh, four games under 500 to the 51 win team. The Knicks, Carlos, were 21 and 45 and 82 games last year, and now they are. Um, they've won 41 games in 72 games. Tom Thibodeau should win Coach of the Year. I feel like that's probably a little bit of uh, pandering. A lot of pandering that's going on there. That's a little bit of social justice warrior. Monty Williams is a black guy. Tom Thibodeau is a white guy. I think that's got a lot to do with it. Very insincere and inauthentic. Not to say Monty Williams did not do a good job with the Phoenix Suns, but Tom Thibodeau should be the hands-down coach of the year in my joint. Chris Paul should win the MVP. It's the most valuable. It's not the best. Uh, You can make an argument for Joker because he lost one of his best players. And they are a three seed, uh, but they finish below the Phoenix Suns. Others can make the argument that Joel LMB should win uh, uh, MVP. Anyways, uh, Brad Stevens, uh, you know, maybe give him one more year. I think I think they're not going to make it too far, even even if they do make it out of the playing game. They lost Kimball, uh, Jalen Brown, Kimball Walker's got knee issues, so. These are things that are going to be talked about post the playoffs with Brad Stevens and everything. I think they probably should give him another year and go after Carl Anthony Towns, speaking of the play on the court. But uh, we'll see. Danny Ainge has got a tough decision to make. I'm just trying to, uh, you know, clean up some end of the end of the season type of storylines, everybody. But you made a good point there a few minutes ago there, Carlos, that that that's why I do not want the NFL. Jalen Waddell with the Miami Dolphins, fully guaranteed contract, wide receiver, first-round pick. Uh, I'm not a fan in that fully guaranteed. I think you need uh, other behavior clauses to void contracts. Uh, you got to bring your leads back in. Stop letting 20s and 30-somethings uh, take over your organization, everybody, okay? All right, so to the playoffs themselves, since we are uh, getting in that time, like I said, I like the product on the court as much as I have at all time in several years, decades, guys. I like the parity in the league. It's just the outside noise is really 
bringing uh, a lot of negativity to the NBA. Uh, I do think that it can rebound a little bit. I think with the Knicks and, and both LA teams having a clean shot to win the whole thing, I think that's going to help. But Silver sees it, this hemorrhage in blood. So let's talk about the actual games themselves, okay? I didn't talk about the playing games. I think I think the Lakers are going to win tomorrow, and uh, I, I think Golden State's going to win tomorrow, okay? So in in round one, go in the West. Let's go West East. I think Golden State going to play Utah. I read this morning, folks, that that Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, will be back for the Utah Jazz. They've been the best team all season long. Had a huge league in in the West. Lost it. Got it back, okay? Let me see. Let me make sure that I may change out my stuff here real quick, folks. Uh, 24 minutes. Dismiss again. All right, here we go. So I think that, um, here we go. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He may be rusty. Uh, Pickles talking about. Donovan Mitchell. I'm going to gamble that they're going to beat Golden State. They're top five offense, top five defense. Uh, uh, uh Pickles, uh, he's really surged in this absence of Donovan Mitchell. Mike Conley is a veteran player. We know what Gobert, Gobert can do. We know this team has been far in the playoffs the last few years. I think they win that game in six games. Uh, series and they beat Gold uh, Golden State. They have too much of a size advantage. Okay, Clippers in Dallas. Dallas uh, pushed Clippers around last year. I do think that Rondo's going to really uplift this this game for these guys. Uh, finish games off. I do think that they're going to win this series probably in six uh, or seven games. Like I said, I think it's going to be a lot of six or seven one shot. One possession, uh, Carlos says, Monty and the Suns beat New York in the game where Tibbs played right into typical Tibbs game plan. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, the Clippers in Dallas there, the Clippers in Dallas, uh, like I said, it's I think Clips win in, in six or seven games. Now, Phoenix will play L.A. I think L.A. is going to get that seven seed. They're going to win and get that seven seed. LeBron was hobbling again, Pickles, towards the end of this, uh, the New Orleans Pelican game. But the team did look really good inside. I think Drummond and Davis are way too much for Phoenix uh, on the inside, but it is at Phoenix. So they're going to have to go on the road and play at Phoenix. I think that's probably a six-game series in favor of the Lakers. But I do think this is going to take a heavy toll on LeBron. And uh, he might not make it out of this series completely healthy. You know, yeah, the foot ankle, the high ankle sprain, he still hasn't got over. Denver and Portland, I know that Portland won uh, pretty decisively the other night. I think Denver was monitoring their minutes. Uh, Denver's a very deep team. Uh, they're going to open up at home. I think that's probably a six-game series like it has been the last few years. So I do think that Denver wins this series even without Jamal Murray, okay? So this is in the West. I'm advancing past the first round. Utah, L.A., uh, L.A., L.A., and Denver, okay? So in the next round, you have Utah playing the L.A. Clippers. I think it goes seven games. 
I think Donovan Mitchell works himself back in shape for three weeks into the playoffs at this time. And I think Utah beats the L.A. Clippers. You cannot trust L.A. Clippers. By the way, Pickle, speaking of foot problems, uh, Kawhi Leonard has foot problems, okay? So I, I think that um, I think Utah knocks them out. I wrestled with that series, uh, guys, for a long time. Yeah, Clippers can make the finals. Uh, Lakers are playing excellent defense, guys. Good analysis there. So I do think that, um, like I said, I, I think that Utah beats the Clippers in the second round. Okay, Phoenix, L.A., Denver, and L.A. I think this is where LeBron, he was hurt at the end. I'm projecting him to get hurt at the end of the Phoenix series. I think Denver beats the, the Lakers in seven games. They have home court advantage. This will be the second road trip. Remember, the Lakers are going to be a seven seed. So this Denver team, because of fatigue, they're going to get passed. So I think that they will. All right? So now I have Denver beating uh, Denver beating Portland, Denver beating the Lakers, and I have Utah beating the Clippers, and then Utah and Denver, and I think it goes seven, and I think Utah gets to the finals. I do think that Utah Jazz gets to the finals. In the East, okay, top to bottom, the Sixers, I think they'll probably play, my guess is they'll probably play Washington, okay? And I think that uh, they'll, they'll beat Washington probably in five games, and they will advance. The Knicks will play Atlanta. I think your Knicks, Carlos, will um, – I think your – oh, geez, I done messed this thing back up. I don't know what I just did to my screen, folks. All right, here we go. <laughs> okay, so I think the, uh, the Knicks will beat Atlanta in five games. Atlanta's just not there yet. The Knicks are playing great, okay? Brooklyn, Boston, I think that's a sweep. I think Brooklyn uh, totally healthy with their big three, even though I can't stand Kyrie. I think they're playing really well. Brooklyn will beat Boston. Miami and Milwaukee, that will be a hard, hard fault. Red-hot Miami team. Milwaukee's playing great, folks. Uh, but I do think that Milwaukee advances in six, but they come in banged up and limping into that series. So, top to bottom. Then you have the 76ers in the Knicks. I think the 76ers will probably beat the Knicks in five or six games. Uh, I would imagine for the youth factor of 76ers, I'm thinking that's probably a six-game series. And the Knicks give them all they can handle. And, and, and the Philadelphia 76ers end up... Um, end up advancing, okay? Now, Brooklyn, uh, with, with Harden back, I think Brooklyn beats Milwaukee in six games, and Budenholzer will be fired at the end, okay? So it's going to be Brooklyn, and uh, it's going to be Brooklyn and Philadelphia in the east, okay? It's going to be Utah and Denver in the west, okay? For the finals, I think Brooklyn in seven games, will beat the 76ers. I said six, but I, I, I'll be dramatic here. I'll say seven. Brooklyn will beat the 76ers in seven games. And uh, Utah will be will play Brooklyn. And I think Brooklyn's going to beat Utah. I think they've got too much talent. 
uh, on, and, and, and Brooklyn will be your champions. I mean, you hate to reward guys like Harden and Kyrie Irving, but I call balls and strikes here. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, I'm not sure how that's all going to play out, but I'll tell you what, it's going to be exciting, everybody, okay? All right. I did have um, – there was some other news here. Switching sports, everybody. There is um, PFF put out, Pro Football Focus uh, put out extension, Carlos, eligible. Extensions eligible for quarterbacks who were drafted in 2018. Uh, They put ratings on these quarterbacks. Uh, Pro Football Focus uh, did a a tweet on uh, Baker Mayfield. The rating was 13 on Baker Mayfield, 88.6 rating. Josh Allen, 82.1, 19th. And 14th was Lamar Jackson, 86.2. Okay, I love pro football focus, but sometimes their ratings do not really tell the whole story. Okay? Um, Their ratings simply do not tell... The uh, the whole story. Now, obviously, if you're watching these games like I am, okay, people say, well, if you're just reading the numbers, just say, okay, obviously, Lamar Jackson's won MVP playoffs every year. You would extend him first. Of course, I know that nothing could nothing could be uh, more from uh, the truth there. Okay, so I think that. Um, I think, well, for one thing, they're 32nd in offense, uh, passing offense. Uh, Lamar Jackson struggles. He struggles to come back in games. Uh, you want to use the Tennessee game? Yeah, they came back on one of the worst Tennessee defenses from 10 nothing. Not really a big big comeback there. So uh, they had to – they had to um, – they had to uh, – Extend him. So they had to overpay for wide receivers. They brought in uh, Bateman from uh, Minnesota, I want to say. And uh, after being turned, and of course they signed Sammy Watkins, offering more money than other people were offering. Uh, not to play with Lamar Jackson, Juju Smith Schuster took less money to stay in Pittsburgh. And Kenny Galladay uh, took about the same money to play with Daniel Jones in in uh, when the New York Giants. So uh, he would be the last of these guys I would actually want to extend. I would actually try to trade him in the next year, if it were me, for a better draft pick so I wouldn't have to dump these other players. That's my take on Lamar Jackson. Uh, he would be the last of the ones. Now, Mayfield. That's interesting about Mayfield. Now, uh, Baker Mayfield is a guy that the jury is still out on, okay? He did win a playoff game last year, okay? He uh, has gradually gotten better, but he does not – he looks like an upgraded Kirk Cousins type of player. They have a uh, world-class defense this year, several upgrades in places that they need to be upgraded. Cornerback, a linebacker, basically getting players back that were hurt from last year. Mayfield, uh, Odell Beckham, even though they still had Jarvis Landry and Higgins 
And, of course, they're two tight ends that were playing really well, the running game and the offensive line. So if they can get possibly to the Super Bowl, he makes another big jump. I would probably uh, look at extending him, but I wouldn't. If he wanted to make more money than Patrick Mahomes, I probably would not extend Baker Mayfield. He would have a very team-friendly type of deal. I'm not in love with uh, uh, with with Baker Mayfield. Okay, now uh, now Josh Allen's a given. It's just a matter of time. You're going to have to pay him big jumps each year, constantly growing in the passing game, uh, learning more of the short game. We know he can throw the ball really long, uh, long ball. We get it, but uh, I think Mayfield he has to play well this year. The team is too good around him. They need to make it to the AFC. They definitely need to win the West, the AFC North, excuse me. They definitely need to win the AFC North, uh, possibly AFC Championship game appearance, possibly Super Bowl for this team, may win the whole thing. Uh, but Lamar is the guy that, um, that would be the least likely. Uh, Mayfield, I'm not quite sold on yet, but I haven't quite wrote him off yet. Uh, Lamar Jackson would be a trade bait. He would be a sucker for a guy like a uh, Carlos who would want to give me a bunch of draft picks and get Sky eventually going to get himself hurt. He's going to be a great football player, but I wouldn't pay him 38 to $40 million to be my quarterback. Uh, everything has to go perfect for this guy to win. Okay? And uh, he really cannot come down, come back consistently from a... Um, from an injury. Okay, other football news. Uh, Carlos, um, Calvin Benjamin is signed with the New York Giants. Uh, former uh, first-round pick, I want to say, went to the Carolina Panthers, played a few years of Cam Newton. Guy has had some weight issues, started getting out of shape, getting bigger, uh, was out of the league, I want to say, last year. Now, he has made it as a tight end with the New York Giants in a crowded club there. Uh, yeah, uh, that, when you've got Cal Rudolph, who's kind of long in the tooth, though, 31, didn't do much with Minnesota last year. And, of course, you've got Evan Ingram, uh, the star there at tight end. I don't know what that's going to play out like, but I'll say this, that uh, it's good to bring competition in. Low risk, low reward. Same thing I said about Tebow. Guy had some really shiny moments as a wide receiver, but he may uh, he may not make it. But that was an interesting uh, thing there with him. Okay, one more thing. Other NFL news, Ron Kerrigan. Now, Ron Kerrigan signed with the, um, with the Eagles, and I'm not in love with that. I know with the, uh, friends Mac and Jack, they have – Jamie Spags on from Philadelphia. Those talks everything Philadelphia sports. Here's my take on the Eagles. Not a bad team offensive line-wise. They're a little old. They have a really good defensive line, actually, and they have some decent skill position players. Uh, they have a decent running back. Uh, you know, they got Devontae Smith. They got Zach Ertz. Dallas Golden. They got two tight ends. But I'm just not sold on Zach Ertz making his second read. And with Ryan Kerrigan, former uh, Washington uh, defensive end there, is now going to be playing with 
Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, and the best player, Flexer Cox over the middle, and Derek Barnett, former Tennessee University of Tennessee star, who's shined quite well with this Eagles team. So I'm saying that, that uh, the Eagles are going to be good enough to not get ahead. The Eagles are going to be mediocre. A guy like this in this defensive line and the lack of superiority in the NFC East, they're, they're looking like a 7-10, 8 9-8, 9-8 team. Maybe Jamie's on to something. He told the Mac and Jack show they think they can make like a wild card team. Well, my thing is I think they're going to be just below the playoffs now, and they're not going to – lose enough to get a better quarterback, I feel like it's kind of a double-edged, um, you know, bittersweet moment signing the guy like a Ryan Kerrigan. So I think they will have a good defensive front. They have a good pass rush. I think they'll beat some players. He's going to throw some passes out of his rear end, Jalen Hurts. And I think they will uh, beat a team they're not supposed to, maybe beat a Dallas, maybe a um, – maybe a Giants team. But I do think the Giants have a good shot at the playoffs. I think Dallas now may be the favorite. And I know the player for player defensively that that Washington team is the best, but I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be the guy they brought in last year or Ryan Fitzpatrick. Nobody knows. But I thought that was an interesting little pickup there for the Eagles. Um Quite frankly, I don't know what Kerrigan was thinking going there. I would have went to a playoff contender from last year. I guess they were simply offering him more money, uh, Pickles. Okay. Okay, there was some news in the racing world, Pickles. I don't know if you guys seen this in the horse racing industry, that Bob Baffert cannot enter horses at Belmont or anywhere in New York State. The New York Racing Association states that other failed drug tests uh, in states such as not just Kentucky, but also California and Arkansas for Bob Baffert. And remember, I defended Bob Baffert this week. Let me tell you something about Bob Baffert. You know what the Bob Baffert situation really reminds me of. Now, these are this is from uh, Sportico. This news was all over. Uh, ESPN covered this. This is not just some kind of random story. So I'm watching the World Series with my step-grandmother, uh, Helen. Uh, God rest her soul now. So I'm over her. She's babysitting me. I'm eight years old, right? And I'm watching the World Series. It was the year that in 89 that they had the earthquake, right? It was the New York, uh, the uh, San Francisco Giants, and, of course, the Oakland A's, the Bash Brothers, Jose Canseco, Mark McGuire, uh, Dennis Eckersley, I think, was at pitching. Remember, they had that earthquake. You had the delayed. It was really crazy World Series. But the, the Athletics were the better team. I think they won that year in a sweep, right? So... She randomly, my step-grandmother says, you know they're taking steroids, don't you? I said, what? She said, yeah, they're, they're taking steroids, just like those guys that we watch on the wrestling TV that I like, SummerSlam and WWF. It was WWF, and she said, they're taking steroids too. 
and I was so distraught. I said, those wrestlers may be taking steroids. Tell them, but uh, not the baseball players. They don't take steroids. She said, yeah, I think they take steroids. Look how big they are. And I thought, man. Well, you know, ironically, that was Jose Canseco. I want to say about 15 years later, this guy comes out and he blows the whistle on the whole major, a lot of the Major League Baseball, we found out, happened to be taking performance-enhancing drugs. Uh, fast forward a few years later, uh, watching, you know, I, I'd like you in the 90s and early 2000s. I really loved the uh, Lance Armstrong beating cancer. Uh, great story. Cancer survivor comes back, wins the Paris, uh, Paris de France or whatever you call it. And then those doping allegations. And then he's blaming people. And I'm thinking, why would people try to destroy this man's character? I cannot believe it. He, 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 he's worked so hard. He, he's got good speeches. And, uh, and then a few years later, he comes out on um, Oprah and says, yeah, yeah, I made a lot of mistakes. I was arrogant and I, I was doping. He admits doping. So that all that reminds me of Bob Baffert. You know, like the guy's there every year. They're doing all these tests. Well, now it's come out, like I said just a minute ago, that Bafford is his horses that failed tests in Kentucky, California, and Arkansas. Now, this guy may get banned for life, for all I know, Pickles. But maybe all these years, he's the... One more Kentucky Derbies than anybody. You hadn't had a triple crown winner since affirmed in 1978. Then you get uh, American Pharaoh 2015 or whatever, 14. And then a few years later in 18, Justified wins the triple crown. And now all these doping allegation steroids Failed drug tests are coming aboard on the horses. I remember reading about Barry Bonds and the motivation for what his air quote accusations of taking steroids was the attention that Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire got in 98 when they hit 70 home runs. He didn't like them having that kind of attention. He said, well, I'm, I'm better both of them. Maybe I should start doing this. Those were the written investigations uh, in his circle sources were telling that it was said. And, of course, we know what happened. He had 73 in 2001. He had 40 at the All-Star break when he is close to 40 years old, I want to say, at that time. So... There, there's got to be something there. That's all I'm saying. I'm not accusing it. I'm just going on, folks, what's actually being reported. Uh, like I said, other states, rather than Kentucky, have said that Baffert is not, uh, his horses have failed, simply failed drug tests, okay? Oh, um, let me see. Oh, by the way, going back to the NFL, I almost missed this story. Uh, the Green Bay Packers now have four quarterbacks on the roster. Uh, they've signed Blake Bortles, Kent Kernant. I've never heard of him, a guy from University of Virginia. 
And, of course, they've got Jordan Love. I almost listed this story. And Ron Wolf now is calling for uh, calling these quarterbacks nowadays divas. Uh, said he's calling these guys divas. Now, Ron Wolf is a longtime executive general manager, very successful, uh, built built the dynasty, uh, built the, the Brett Favre uh, era, and some of his teachings was passed down and built the Aaron Rodgers era and teams of uh, pretty successful teams around those guys. And he says, you know what, quarterbacks want to be the general manager, the coach, and everything now. Uh, I just don't like this diva-like mentality. And to tie up on what I was saying before, sorry, everybody, I kind of do this. Sometimes I do everything out of order. But uh, that's what happens when you give players guaranteed money and long-term contracts. So, that, and like I said, Jalen Waddell, rookie contract, four years guaranteed. Something's got to give. You, we, we need to get more about uh, and now, players, if you want to buy out clause, that's fine. I think that should be fine. But when, when you start giving all this extra guaranteed money and and the guys wanting to do the coaching and, and the general manager and scouting, I think there has to be a line being drawn in the sand. So I do agree with Ron Wolf, but, however, I do think that too much has went too far as far as going backwards. So I would say, yeah, give these guys an out after um, they have opportunity to buy out their own contract after the first rookie contract, Mac and Jack, Mac agreed with me. He thought it was great. You know, thank you, Kathy. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so, but but just, just dragging your team in the mud, those long holdouts and all that, there should be no, no that shouldn't be necessary. Uh, teams should have, in all sports, a behavior clause. Uh, I know that they have clauses for, like, wearing a helmet, not wearing a helmet, going out on motorcycles and, and living recklessly so they can protect their investment. I get that. But there also should be behavior clauses uh, involved more in these contracts to hold these players more accountable for embarrassing in the organization, just in general. Uh, yeah, yeah, two-year you simply have to take back your your leagues. Let the let the coaches coach. Let the general managers find players. Let the players play. Okay. When the player wants to do all this, uh, things get out of line. You know, when you got more LeBron Jameses in the world, guys who think they know what they're doing but really don't, then you start having problems. Okay. Uh, okay. I was fiery tonight, everybody. I'm sorry. That's that story about that Kyrie stuff really grinded my gears. Okay, there was a the Mirror UK widely reported. Speaking of uh, other reports here, uh, Tyson Fury loses arbitration for Fury three. Deontay Wilder. This guy is must see TV. Tyson Fury. I think he's pound for pound the baddest man on the planet as of today. As of today, uh, for those of you who don't know, he's the current heavyweight champion of the world. He was born in 1988. Uh, his dad was a boxer. He was named after his dad's favorite boxer, which was Mike Tyson. Uh, this guy uh, won. It was the last big fight for the pandemic came came in about last year in, in February of 2020. I ordered it. Uh 
Theory, Deontay Wilder, and then he sung the American Pie song. He's got a great story, Tyson Fury, uh, beat depression, uh, big comeback story uh, during his career, found God and all that. Great story, great story. So uh, something went wrong, and then they didn't want to do a third match, him and Deontay Wilder. Fury had Joseph, the other guy that was former heavyweight champ, and I think he's got some belts too. Uh, there's not one belt. There's like IBF and uh, something that Jack Hirsch will be able to, to explain a little bit more in depth. Our bo- boxing expert whose show I go on, uh, Mac and Jack's show, uh, 7.30 a.m. Central Time on the Northeast Streaming Network with uh, on YouTube or Facebook or Twitch. You can find their show. But anyways, my point is that I, I, I kind of wanted him to fight Deontay Wilder first. Wilder gave him a shot to get back in the game, and now that he's got the championship, I think he should give Wilder one more shot. I think he'll beat Wilder, and then hopefully he'll get to fight Joseph afterwards. Joseph's also from the U.K. He, I think he's a Brit guy, uh, and, and and I believe that Fury's Irish and a gypsy, which means someone who moves around a lot. But either way, it looks like on – September 15th, which I will watch. I will watch. I, 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 I would say order it or go to a friend's house. It's going to be a good fight. Uh, uh, Wilder and uh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury 3, September 15th, which I usually do the Mac and Jack football show at 7.30 in the morning. The next morning, which I'll probably do is pay the money, record it, don't watch anything. Don't open my phone or nothing when I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and prepare my notes for the Mac and Jack show and watch and fast forward through all the garbage and watch the Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder 3 again. And then I think after that, uh, Fury is going to fight the two-fight deal with Anthony Joseph, which I cannot wait to see. Joseph's only got one loss to Reese, the guy that was a little bit uh, – did not look like the best of shape. He's got real quick hands. Remember, he got upset by Ruiz, came back, fought Ruiz again, beat him, and uh, really, that's really his own. He he underestimated Ruiz because his guy looks a little out of shape, kind of pudgy, and the guy was very quick with uh, his hands and ended up beating Joseph. But I think Joseph and Fury would be a great fight. I think Fury's going to beat Wilder again. I don't think Wilder's really that consistent, more of a knockout artist. Good guy. Good showman as well. But uh, maybe a much better fight. But I still think Fury's going to beat both of them. And I can't wait to see the guy. Okay? So you guys got everything. Um, looks like the Dodgers signed Pujols. Uh, Albert Pujols, great first baseman. I don't know what that's going to mean. Uh, it's a long season, everybody. I, I don't know what's going to happen in the baseball season. I imagine that this um, this team will bounce back, though, however, and we'll